Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. And today, our roster gets a little bit bigger as we head into 40 men, Jim. 40 men, and, you know, at this, at this time, it was called the biggest Royal Rumble, but, you know, since then, we've had the greatest Royal Rumble. And I would like to mention the lineup real quick. So today we're doing 2011, and then the next episode we're going to go back in time to a decade earlier with Royal Rumble 2001, and then we're doing what might be my angriest show, Royal Rumble <laughs> 2016. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. What's being decided or not if we're even having a guest for that one. I might be so angry that I don't know if I want to take it out on anyone else other right. than you, Bill, other than you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we have a guest, and he's from our open call, so why don't you introduce him? Yes, he is. We have an open call guest today, our second one, and he is very eager to join us, so let's welcome our guest, Jeremy. Hola, perros. Jeremy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, when you watched pro wrestling and your your history, what promotions you watched, and all that good stuff. All right. Well, growing up, I was a WWE kid. You know, love Hogan versus Andre and all that. Uh, you know, I'm in my mid 30s, so I grew up in the in the golden era of WWE. I wasn't even aware there were other companies until much later. You know, '96. The WCW days and all that, and uh, became a big uh, ECW fan in my teenage years, as you know any testosterone-driven man would be. <laughs> mm. uh, around but around 2003, I really dropped off. Uh, didn't watch much wrestling. I was really busy with you know college and post-college work. I was working nights and stuff, so I didn't watch wrestling really until. Uh, 2011, the pipe bomb brought me back, really. Oh, wow. So this is so you actually didn't watch this Royal Rumble when it actually I, happened. Yeah, I was not. I did not watch this in context. That's so interesting because you're going to take, you have to take a look back on what was going on right before you got back into it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it a couple times before. There was, I think it was two or three years ago. I decided to take the entire month of January and just watch every single Royal Rumble, like one a day. Mm. So I've, I've seen them all before. <laughs> right. Uh, now, I want to mention to everyone, so the open call is basically where we go on our social media and we just say, hey, who wants to be on an episode? And um, previously on Royal Rumble 2013, it was... A uh, man by the name of Jay, now Jeremy. There are others, and, you know, if scheduling permits, we'll have them on. But on the biggest pro wrestling show of the year, May 25th is our next open call. So you're going to want to follow both me and Bill on social media. And because when the open call goes out, you might have a chance to be on a Royal Rumble episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy, um, how do you how do you feel about forty guys in a Royal Rumble match? Uh, you know the Royal Rumble is my favorite single match every year, so I'm always happy to see it expand. Although forty, fifty, it's a little bit too much. There, 
they should really cut down the timer if they're going to do that. Right. Bill, what about you? I mean, obviously, we talked about the Greatest Royal Rumble, um, and we are an evaluation podcast, so there's probably going to be references to the Greatest Royal Rumble mm-hmm. since it's only it's, since it's the biggest one they've done uh, versus this one at the time was the biggest one they've done. Right. You know, I'll tell you, when I first heard of this, I was actually excited about it because this was a completely different idea and that's something we talked about in the early episodes of this show is you know some of the risks or ideas that they come up with you know that either would work or not work and this expanding it at the time by 10 you know is an experiment Mm. and i i would be interested to to see or hear how the the upper ups at wwe felt about it after this rumble because they only did 40 this one time and it wouldn't happen again until we do the greatest royal rumble which went up to 50 right and again you can listen to that one in the archives um okay let's talk about some pre-rumble stuff do you have anything bill for pre-rumble stuff well uh why don't we go into our roll call oh of course sorry uh going into this uh, so going into this event, we'll start with WWE. The Miz is the WWE champion. The World Heavyweight Champion is Edge. Our Divas Champion. I'm going to do this a little bit out of order, but that's okay. Our Divas Champion going into this is Natalia. Our WWE Tag Team Champions is Jim's favorite tag team of all time, Santino Marella and Vladimir Kozlov. Gross. Daniel Bryan, he is the United States Champion at this time. And Kofi Kingston recently wins the Intercontinental title about three weeks before the Royal Rumble event. Meanwhile, in TNA, Mr. Anderson is their heavyweight champion. The tag team champions are Beer Money, Inc. The X Division champion is Kazarian. The Knockouts champion is Madison Rain. The Knockouts tag team champions are Angelina Love and Winter. And their television title, which is at television title, it was Legends and then... (laughs) Before that, uh, their current champion is Abyss. And in Ring of Honor, the current world champion there is Roderick Strong. The world tag team champions, surprisingly, Jim, are not the Briscoe brothers. <gasps> they are the kings of wrestling. Yes! And Claudio Castagnoli. And the current world television champion is Christopher Daniels. Bill, is it wrong that, like, for the... Probably the last, like, year, maybe a little bit more, probably a year, I've been saying, God, I hope, like, Cesaro and um, whatever Chris Hero's new name is, I forgot. Can can they just get fired so, like, they can be the kings of wrestling again? Because I love the the fucking kings of wrestling. I love their song, K-O-W-U. Ah, oh, it's so good. I miss the Kings of Wrestling. That's all I'm saying, really. Uh, I, I feel wish like Cesaro. I'm gonna say I feel like Cesaro and Sheamus are doing fine as a tag team, but yeah, yeah they could be. Better. Yeah. All right. So 
heading into the Royal Rumble, besides the obvious that we're going to 40 men, Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank contract a, a little over two months ago on the Randy Orton on Raw and became the WWE champion. Now, we or uh, Jeremy mentioned CM Punk and the pipe bomb. Well, at this time, CM Punk became the new leader of the Nexus <laughs> as they have kicked Wade Barrett out of the group. Barrett is no longer in the Nexus. And if you ever there's there was a video I remember off topic real quick where it was a botchamania where the scene where Punk takes the armband off of Barrett it was like a cage match and they played the they played the background scene of the Lion King where Mufasa gets killed by Star. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Spoiler <Yeah>. alert. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And in a state of unfortunate circumstances, we are in the middle of a Michael Cole, Jerry to King Lawler feud. Uh, and, oh. Which leads up to WrestleMania. Which isn't, isn't that, I, I mean, I, I don't really keep up with, uh, you know, there's some years that I've lost, but thinking the other day, isn't that his only WrestleMania match? Yep. Jerry Lawler? Yep. Which is weird to think of to me. Yep. Um, okay. What about royal stuff that involved the Royal Rumble match beforehand? Do we have anything for that? Um... I mean, I, I have where, oh God, where they ask fans who they think are going to win the Royal Rumble. There... Some idiot says Santino. <laughs> <laughs> there was one segment where Daniel Bryan is being interviewed, and he's with Gail Kim. And the Bellas come on. So this this was such a weird story, where, they, where the Bellas thought that Daniel Bryan was a virgin... Okay. When, in fact, he was a vegan. So, it's like this whole weird thing, and then Gail and the Bellas get into a fight. That That's really about it. That's that quality writing WWE is known for. Amen. <laughs> uh, I also have here that apparently Cody Rhodes releases a statement about Rey Mysterio. And I guess, I guess Rey injured him or something? Yeah. I honestly forgot about it until they mentioned it later in the match. Right. Cause what was it? Because based on the 619? Mm-hmm. And then, like, late, a few years later, doesn't he, like, doesn't someone pass away from that? Doesn't yep. He? So, could have been worse, Cody. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I don't have anything else other than that. Uh, other than other than it said, the, the quote is, the winner gets a championship match at WrestleMania, so that's good. That you know, I don't know why I have that written down. Maybe later on, we'll, uh, we'll I'll, I'll remember why. <laughs> um, Cole Lawler and Stryker are your announcers. This is ninety second intervals, and there's no managers allowed. Nope. Right. One of our favorite things to discuss. <laughs> their, their most inconsistent rule of, of the in Royal Rumble history. They can never decide. But bodyguards are allowed. Yeah, I was going to say no managers allowed, but things happen. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why I haven't written down, like I said. All right, so since the it's a 90-second interval, what are our intervals, Bill? Our interval intervals will be every seven and a half minutes. 
All right, uh, Jeremy, do you have anything to add before we start talking about the Royal Rumble match? No, I don't. Okay, let's go for it. All right, let's begin. Entries one through five. One, CM Punk. Two, Daniel Bryan. Three, Justin Gabriel. Four, Zack Ryder. And five, William Regal. And I have for this segment eliminated Gabriel and Ryder. And we're going to start the discussion off with Jeremy. What do you got, Jeremy, for this group, this section? Well, it's not just that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are one and two. It's a matter that the Nexus and the core show up before the match even starts and really set up the story of the match. Uh, but that, that goes on forever. The, how much action is before the bell rings really makes the whole match seem front-loaded. It makes it feel, do you think it makes it feel longer <laughs> overall? Because uh, I don't know about longer. It just feels like all the action was at the beginning. And then, and then it just kind of evens out and goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like just piggybacking off of that is, um, I have a note written by that Michael Cole says, who cares about the stupid internet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, no- I noted that too, and I just said, this must be the voice of Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, what do you have for this? Um... I actually I had a couple things about the 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 fight the Jeremy mentioned. Sure. Um, it's gang war pretty much at this point. Um, Cole sounds like a substitute teacher when he's reading that email from the anonymous <laughs> raw general manager. From like Hornswoggle. He, yeah, like he's trying to get the class you know together. If guys, you know it with substitute teachers when you were a kid. Substitutes couldn't really keep them together. So he just sounds like a substitute teacher. Like, you go to the back or you're disqualified from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. And then when Justin comes out, Gabriel, I was like, he just couldn't wait to get Because he, like, he goes into the fight. They go to the back. And then he's the third guy out. Mm. That made no sense at all. Right. I also put, I have a note here saying, go Zach, because I guess at this time I was, well, definitely, I was really into Zach Ryder. Is this around when he was doing his uh, his uh, Long Island Z or like the YouTube show? Yeah. 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 This, so was I, when, uh, this was when uh, Z True Long Island Story was getting popular. Yeah, that, I, I loved, I remember loving that. Um and then a striker says to, to, about Ryder, he's got the Nasty Boy trunks on. Yeah, they were a little sprayed like Nasty Boys. I thought Rico got a good pop when he came out. Oh, God, he got a great one. Yeah, I love Rico. He's always been great. Although, like, part of me while watching when, see, when he came out, I was like, God, Rico to me sound, feels so much like a... 2000s wrestler mm-hmm. and not a 2010s wrestler which is obviously 2011 is you know in that category i don't know i thought it felt weird seeing him there i'm not really sure and again i have written down striker main event wrestlemania why am i writing this <laughs> <laughs> um now i did want to bring something up um now, and I'm, I'm not sure if this is right or not, and we'll have to wait and see on this. 
Was this the first Rumble where we had the by the number video? I feel like that started somewhere in like mid 2000s to be honest with you. Yeah, we we we'd ha- we'll have to take a look when we go into further well, um, what, what's the earliest one we had before this? Like what was cuz 2012. No, 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 before. This is 2011. So like we didn't do 2010, 2009. What's the one that we we did? Like if you go backwards. 2006 probably. Yeah, but the, I mean there was a video package, but I don't think they did a numbers one. So. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Jeremy, what else do you have for this segment if anything? Uh, I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, Punk and Daniel Bryan is always a great match, and they were doing really well at uh, keeping it just the two of them. But you could also see that they're veterans who know how to work a long match because they were really slow to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's always good to watch those two work together. <laughs> I feel like in the ep- and maybe it's just the episodes we've done, Bill, that Daniel Bryan is really unlucky when it comes to numbers. Yeah. Because in the Greatest Royal Rumble, he was early. I don't remember if he was in 2012 or 2013. 13, he was like, I think in the 20s. Oh, he he was already in there a long time. Yeah. Uh, What else do you have for this, Bill? Oh, oh, I had a a great sign. Um, (sighs) I love a great sign. (laughs) Um, I wrote, Jamie has gout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what what is gout it's like a oh god i heard of it but i don't know yeah it's like a type of arthritis i think or because <laughs> yeah, my dad has gout oh um why was he letting the world know that jamie has it then <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean i didn't want to put the last name on because you know to for the person who does have it, if they wait a minute, just... they put the full name on. They put the full name on the side. So, so he know. wasn't talking. About, he wasn't talking about Jamie Noble. No. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, you know what? That's, well, I don't really go to many wrestling shows these days, but next time I go, maybe I'll make a sign. I'll put Bill your name on and say you have something, even when you don't. Okay, gout real quick yes. is a form of inflammatory arthritis characterized by recurrent attacks of a red, tender, hot, and swollen joint. Risk factors include diet high in meat or beer and being overweight. Ugh. Sounds like my future, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. Great. <laughs> Is the clock ready to go? Because I want to uh, move on from this conversation. 30, Thirty seconds. All right. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a sign and then I'll put you have something, Bill, and then below it I'll have the <laughs> the uh, Kickstarter funding information as well to help you out. <laughs> I wonder how many people would fall. I guarantee you, some wrestling fans would lo- at least look at it and some contribute. So now we go to 6 through 10. 6, Ted DiBiase. 7, John Morrison. 8, Yoshitatsu. 9, Husky Harrison. And 10, Chavo Guerrero. And I have eliminated during this section Regal. Uh, And I believe, isn't it Husky Harris? Not Harrison? 
You said oh, Harrison. Oh, okay. I meant Harrison. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, I'm going to start with this because I have an amazing theory for both of you. Okay. So, in this match, we have, during this section, we have the John Morrison parkour save. Like, he gets hit, he falls on the, uh, the, the ringside, whatever, and then he, you know, eventually jumps his way back in. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he gets released later this year. My theory is that Kofi Kingston takes his gimmick. Because, as we documented on Royal Rumble 2012, uh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, 2012, that's the first Kofi save of many Kofi saves. Right. So my theory is that Morrison was supposed to be the guy, and then something happened, and then they just gave it to Kofi. Because they started here with Morrison. I don't think they. I don't think they planned that far ahead. I think it was something cool that Morrison did, and he was thinking about it. And then the next year rolls around, and Morrison's not around, and they're and they're just looking for somebody who can. And they say, "Hey, Kofi." And then Kofi's like, "Oh yeah, I got an idea." And then, all right, what was Kofi's 2012 spot? Was it the Was it the pogo chair? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. the, the hand. The hand walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Now here's my question: Is did more did John Morrison leave on his own accord, or did he get released? That's really sure he, good. I'm pretty sure he was released. Okay, uh, let me check that up real quick. While you do that, I did not remember DiBiase being with Maurice, and I what thought you? that was weird and dumb. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, what do you have for this while Bill looks up Morrison stuff? Uh, I mean, the only thing I, I made note of, because this section didn't have a whole lot going on other than people coming in, is, yeah, the origin of the Kofi spot, quote-unquote. But also, I just want to bring up how terrible Yoshitatsu has been, was treated by WWE. Mm-hmm. He was a legit, badass graduate of the New Japan Dojo. And then he went to WWE, he was a joke, he got released by WWE, and then he, AJ Styles broke his neck, and he's just had a real unfortunate career. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wanted Yoshitatsu to be a bigger star than he turned out to be. What is, does anyone know if Yoshitatsu since then has retired, or if he's currently working with a promotion that I'm not aware of? He is still wrestling. Uh, I I think it's I think he's in all Japan pro wrestling. Okay. So. I have a quote here from Lawler, um, and I and I and I just don't know. I don't thought it was really weird. He says to Michael Cole, "You sort of remind me of Husky Harris Cole." <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, what'd you find out about Morrison before I talk about the Three Amigo Festival? Okay. So the way that they wrote him off was he had a match on Raw against The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. He lost. He got hit with a skull-crushing finale on the steel entrance stage. So it gets carted off. Mm-hmm. Next day, WWE acknowledges the contract, the end of Morrison's contract, 
and he's done. In 2015, he, damn it, in 2015, uh, Morrison revealed on the Stone Cold uh, podcast that WWE wanted him to sign another three-year contract, but due to a neck injury, residual pain, and creative frustrations, he decided to not renew his contract, wanting, quote, more control over his time. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Bill, what else do you have for this segment? Um, well, I, I have the one line during Chavo's uh, party, so why don't you go into that? Well, I mean, he comes in, he gives three amigos, you know, the, the suplex stuff, and that's all I have. I just want, like, it's, it, that's, like, his spot in, because I feel like he's he's done that. This is definitely not the only time he's done this. Right. I, I, I know, I, I'm trying to think if, if it was 2012 or 2013, that he might have done this as well. Like, I, I wrote, he's still here with question marks. Cause I thought Chavo <laughs> had gone by this point. Um, Stryker had a line when he was doing the three amigos. He was saying that Chavo was amigoing everyone. <sighs> I mean, it looked like he was attempting to, but it, it also seemed like he kept getting interrupted after, like, the second one. Mm-hmm. Like, we never completed it until whatever the final one was. I don't know who he was, who the last person to get grabbed was, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what, by the way, what, did you, Bill, did you remember that DiBiase was with Maurice at one point? Until I saw that, I vaguely remembered it. And, damn, and when... She did come out. She looked so uninterested being there with him. <laughs> but I think that was part of like the angle that was going at the time. Yeah, I don't remember. I was really surprised about it because when she came out, I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. But I forgot about it. You know, um, what, how much time do we have? Maybe we'll go over the rest we, of the card real quick. We have 52 seconds. All right. Um Jeremy, do you have anything that will satisfy the next 45 seconds? Uh, I don't. Okay. I just want to say that there's several guys in here whose entire WWE career I did not see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Bill, why don't you give us uh, an impression of someone then? Give me an impression Uh, of of John Morrison. Hi, I'm John Morrison. I like to do parkour. I got these six-pack abs. Yeah. I'm going to get pushed to the the world title. Until you get released, apparently. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Me and Melina, we're going to get together. We're going to get married. Eleven to fifteen is where we go now. Eleven, Mark Henry. Twelve, JTG. Thirteen, Michael McGillicuddy. Fourteen, Chris Masters, and fifteen, David Otunga. And I have during this segment eliminated Chavo, JTG, DiBiase, Brian, Masters, Morrison, and Henry. I was very excited to see JTG. You were. I was. <laughs> JTG. Is I, I I remember be there was I remember at one point there, I think there was like a Twitter account that was ke- keeping track of how many days like JTG was 
employed because he hadn't been on TV for months. Yes. Yeah. It was really Yeah, great. I saw that website. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was excited to see him. Chris Masters, I'm, you know what? I miss the slow entrance. Mm-hmm. It, that's what the, the, it made me miss the slow entrance, uh, the masterpiece entrance, where he gives the pose and all that. Um, oh, <laughs> I have here, I'm tired of hearing we walk alone in the unknown. <laughs> what is well, that? You only have to hear that one more time after this segment, so. Well, Nexus eliminates everyone else. Jeremy, do you have anything else to add for this segment? Uh, or do, what do you have, I should say? Sorry. I was going to say, uh, yeah, with Mike McGillicuddy, David Otunga, Husky Harris in the previous segment, and CM Punk, Nexus is dominating here, and they just go and eliminate everybody. Uh, was Mark Henry a surprise entrant, or what part of his career was this? This was before the Hall of Pain, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, him. I don't think he was a surprise, though. I don't remember that being a surprise. No, I don't think he was. Yeah. So I, and Chris Masters, the only thing I remember... So I remember Chris Masters from, like, 2002, and then he got released, and then I know he made, like, a short comeback, but I didn't see any part of that. Hmm. Bill, what else do you have for this? Um, well, I wrote the genesis of McGillicuddy <laughs> after that legendary promo. Um, that's really it, because I have their cleaning house. Yeah, there's not much to say. It's going to be hard to, uh, to make time for this. So you know what we'll do? We'll go over the rest of the card to get All some time right. done. Let's do it. Uh, we don't have a lot here, actually. Um... Our dark match was R-Truth beating Kurt Hawkins. What a match. Yep. And then the main show, there were, there were only three matches before the Royal Rumble. Edge defeated Dolph Ziggler to stay the World Heavyweight Champion. The Miz defeated Randy Orton to stay the WWE Champion. And Eve Torres defeated Layla, Michelle McCool, and Natalia in a fatal four-way to become the new Divas Champion. Mm-hmm. How long was that match? Five minutes, 14 seconds. Yeah, that's about three minutes longer than I expected. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dark match was the shortest match of the night. Actually, Lawler said something really interesting before the Divas match. Um, Lawler, I have a quote from Lawler. He says, you know what? I'm not really looking forward. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> My... My bad handwriting comes into play once again. You know what? I'm not really looking that forward to this match. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he says that. And you know what, though? Let's. I, I will say this. I miss this format. As much as I'm not going to be like, oh, the, this is the, the best Royal Rumble that we've done. Yeah. I miss where it's the Royal Rumble match and three other matches, like versus 2019, which was fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I honestly, I really think it should be like the two Royal Rumble matches and tops three matches outside of that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, see, I was at this year's Royal Rumble and I loved it. Um, you, I don't know how you could do that marathon. That's a lot. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. It, 
the Nia Jax and Becky and all that was just great. I loved uh, it. Definitely disagree with you there, but we'll get there one day because we will talk about <laughs> the 2019 Royal Rumble. Um, but no, I miss this this format in general. I don't. What did they? This is a good discussion um, for this Royal Rumble evaluation podcast. When did they start going crazy with? Let's have four other matches in addition to the Royal Rumble match. That's a very good question. I I would guess sometime in the 2000s. Because we did yeah. have done 2012 and 2013. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember thinking, like, that's insane. Like, there was a couple of matches, but nothing that threw me off. Right. Uh, I, gr- I remember, like, ni- 1994 was for a long time my favorite royal rumble and i'd you know rent it at the video store and you know watch it uh, you know on loop and i feel like i my memory might be wrong but i feel like they had like four or five matches and the royal rumble match no that's so that also right. had that also had yokozuna and the undertaker in 94 don't start don't start please ladies and gentlemen we have done the 1994 royal rumble you can check that out in the archives where the undertaker scares the shit out of bill (laughs) i should have peed my pants that night i (laughs) that was the best part (laughs) agreed i agree Uh, it was it was was. well well it's even better now knowing that you were scared Yes. Like that's what makes it even better. <laughs> um, but no, that's but still, like, I don't mind four matches. But I mean, come on, like looking back at I I I don't I don't I don't want to go too far to it. But I'm like, I knew I wasn't going to watch both Royal Rumble matches this year. I was like, uh, hopefully, hopefully one of them is on before nine o'clock or by nine thirty. I said and. The women's was, and I was like, all right, that's it. After that, I'm done. I have work the next day. They're insane when they run to midnight, in my opinion, but okay. Um, uh, going back well, to... Okay, so yeah. my question with that is then, if they're uh, they're doing a Royal Rumble match in the middle of the card, has there ever been a time where the Royal Rumble winner comes out and interferes in a championship match, basically choosing their WrestleMania opponent by getting someone DQ'd or whatnot? I, I don't think so, no. off the top of my head. But but I do have like two Royal Rumbles in the 2010s that I haven't seen. So mm-hmm. See, that's s- what they should. That's, that's a that's a I, story idea they should do. Take it WWE. Go. <laughs> Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, okay, so now we go to 16 through 20. 16 Tyler Rex. 17, Vladimir Kozlov, 18, R-Truth, 19, The Great Kali, and 20, Mason Ryan. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Rex, Kozlov, R-Truth, Harris, and Kali. Um, Bill, let's start the discussion with you. Okay, as soon as I saw Tyler Rex, I wrote, I barely remember him. Barely uh, remember him. I remember him, like, tagging with... Uh... Uh, Kurt Hawkins for like a second before he just left. <laughs> um, I have here that so Mason Ryan eliminates Kali, and I remember back then I thought that they were gonna do something with Mason Ryan. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, all right, they'll probably push him a little bit, and I don't really remember him doing that much in general now. Not like, really? if maybe I, a tag team title, I don't know. 
so I was watching this, you know, a few days ago, and my girlfriend came in and she sat down. She doesn't like wrestling, but she sat down. And she was paying attention, and she's like, "Mason Ryan, who's that?" And I, one of the commentators, it might have been Michael Cole, I can't remember, said something about him being from Wales. And I turned to her, I said, "You now know everything about him that I do." <laughs> <laughs> can, can I ask why your girlfriend was interested in Mason Ryan? Like, cause, cause. This is a this is a match that has forty people in it, and that's the one that she pulled out. Well, it's just a matter of it's a name she doesn't recognize. Interesting, because I I might say like um I mean, she would recognize Tyler Rex. You know what I'm saying or no? Well, no, she wasn't she wasn't there for Tyler Rex. She came oh, she only came in for like there. a second. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. And she she you know she knows that I know, I have you know a vast knowledge of wrestling so anytime somebody comes in she doesn't recognize she'll ask me and i'll tell her what i know <laughs> so how long how long did she make it in this match what was her what was her time duration of watching this match with you uh, i think she i think she went through to the end because she's she's a big fan of kofi she thinks hornswoggle's funny so <laughs> all right so let's see if we're averaging bill how long do you think that jeremy's girlfriend Lasted on the clock here. I'm gonna say three minutes. No, no, he said she she lasted to the end. So oh, she lasted to the end. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, but if uh, she entered, but she entered right now at this moment, well, how long do you think she made it then in total? I'd say about thirty minutes, maybe what, thirty-five. What an Iron Woman! I know. So someone that doesn't that's that's for someone that doesn't watch wrestling. Yep. <laughs> now, real quick, um, I don't know if. Any of you heard about this, but this was years ago. Mason Ryan is currently working Cirque du Soleil. Nice. Where, where? Where? Like, is is it in? Yeah, which show? Because I'll go watch uh, that. Me too. He is the chief archer of Ka. That doesn't help me at all to find him. Where, where uh, is he's he? At the MGM Grand. Oh, okay, Las Vegas. <gasps> yep. Oh, maybe he'll be uh, double or nothing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder, everyone, our open call is open that day, May 25th, for uh, anyone who wants to be interested in joining us for a Royal Rumble show. I'm just mentioning it again because it is convenient for me to after that transition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, do you have anything else for this? No, I was a little disappointed to see Husky Harris get eliminated. And, of course, I'm just glad that he... Did a character transition. Bill, what about you? What do you have for this? Anything else? Oh, God. It's a tough uh, one. I wrote, let's feed them jobbers, meaning let the Nexus guys just eliminate all the jobbers there because it's like three on a row. Boom, boom, boom. It's basically, it's almost like Diesel. Actually, that was another note I had. It's Diesel 2011 with these eliminations. Because it's just one after the other, uh, and then yeah. I made a, then I made a joke uh, about Kozlov because at first, like I'm watching him run and I'm like, wow, he is running very weird to the ring, and then when he gets eliminated, I'm like, well, Putin's not happy. <sighs> I bet. Oh, he... you know what? The the guys, the Nexus guys, eliminating everybody and then taking breathers in the middle. Reminded me of the Straight Edge Society CM Punk when he was cutting promos in between mm-hmm. entrance. 
And it just made me really wish that we were watching that one. <laughs> I mean, that one's still to come for us, Bill. I don't know yep. what year. What year is that again? I That's is that? 2010. All right, so it's the year before this. Uh, okay. Yeah. God, I love. I loved that one. I was like, I, just watching CM Punk just be a heel, and then you know, Triple H shows up with a shovel. And- yeah. Oh God, <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> I'm the best. Now, now something I want to point out, and and I guess now's a good time to point this out. Please. Um, During the commentary, especially early on, because, well, we have like less than two minutes here, Matt Stryker points out how there are hardly any SmackDown wrestlers out in the ring at that point. Because I'm looking at the list right now, and at this point, there have been only five SmackDown wrestlers that have entered this match. Out of 20. Out of 20. Hmm. And I guess there were no qualifiers for this one, was there, Bill? No, I looked. There were no qualifiers. I mean, I, the, so far my favorite discussion of qualifiers had to be the uh, 2004 Royal Rumble, I believe it was. Is that the one where – that's the one I think that they had uh, someone qualify on velocity and heat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the major upset of Big Show over Funaki. <laughs> Really trying to stretch this time out. All right, Bill, it's time for you to do another impression, then. <laughs> Let's see. Who are we do? Oh, you got... Well, I don't want you to do the great Kali, because... Yeah, I did that, that one. You did that one already. Um, Vladimir Kozlov. Give me what Vladimir Kozlov is doing on a regular Sunday evening. He's going to He's going to Bruski Vodka. Um... Russia hush uh, hockey. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, and thankfully the timer saved me, so now we can go on 21 to 25, 21 Booker T, 22 John Cena, 23 Hornswoggle, 24 Tyson Kidd, and 25 Heath Slater. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Booker T, McGillicuddy, Otunga, Ryan, Punk, Kid, and Slater. And Jeremy, why don't you start the discussion on this one? I, I didn't really take a whole lot of notes. The biggest one is screw Super Cena. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was annoying. And then, of course, it's good that they got CM Punk out so that they could move on with a different story of the match but I still wanted him to to keep going I have down here that I thought Stryker was going to have a heart attack when Booker came out oh yes and he had one of the great lines of all time I'm marking out bro oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad somebody pays attention to the uh, to the commentators because I I've just developed the ability to tune them out. I don't even pay attention to what they're saying. Well, you know, Jeremy, when you're doing a, a format like this, if, sometimes <laughs> you have to look for other things to fill in the gap when it's an interval format. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you've gone from, you know, what the commentators say to them comparing wrestlers to animals and <laughs> all of that, which fortunately we did not have in this episode or this rubble, and why not? They would have had time for it. There's 40 guys. They really could have. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny because as, as um, 
excited as Stryker was about Booker T coming in, all I was thinking was a year later, people are going to groan at Booker entering because that was the all three of the announcers fucking oh, yeah. join in. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which right now is my bar for the one that we did as my least favorite Rumble. Let's see if that changes with Royal Rumble 2016 in an episode coming up. Um, <laughs> Bill, what else do you have? Oh, this crowd is hot. I mean, this crowd is eating it. They're eating everything up at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, the, with the Nexus story and then Booker coming out, Cena coming out. This is like... To me, I think where it starts to go to its highest point of the match is right about here. Because mm-hmm. this crowd is just into it. And then I wrote, um, Punk just hit a kid, referring to Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I- I'll tell you, Hornswoggle, you know, we talked about, Jim, with 98, how Chainsaw Charlie could be a serious contender for MVP of that rumble. What a hero, absolutely. Swoggle could be in the running. I don't know if I get that one. Oh, well, I on a com from a comedy purpose. From a comedy side, he he would be. Well, see, my 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 quote, I believe this was from Stryker. This was one of my favorite quotes was I think after they eliminate Punk or something like that, Stryker mm-hmm. says Come on, Hornswoggle, eliminate Cena. Oh, yes. (laughs) I thought that would be great. Yeah, I guess because Hornswoggle does an attitude adjustment. He does a stunner. Poor Tyson Kidd. Fuck Heath Slater. These are all my notes. (sighs) I was going to say, if there was ever a perfect time for John Cena to make a heel turn, it's when he and Hornswoggle were the only two in the match. (laughs) That's true. Well, well, Cena probably turn Swaggle was a Make a Wish kid. So, oh, you know, no. <laughs> oh, we had a we had another good sign Great. in this when, when Booker T is out, somebody holds the sign. WrestleMania, we coming for you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say? You have to WrestleMania, we coming for you. Yeah, we coming for you. And dot 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 dot. Oh. Did the sign, wait, did the sign actually say dot, dot, dot? Or you it, it said dot, 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 dot. It didn't say the word. It just was like N dot, 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 dot. What a, what a threatening <laughs> sign. Like, <laughs> uh, Jeremy, do you have anything else for this segment? I don't. I, it, I literally have zero notes on this segment. Because... No, that's fine. Then we know what to do because the, you know, the default apparently has become Bill just an impression of someone, but I don't know if we need to go there yet. Bill, do you have anything no. else for this segment? You don't? Oh, you, you know what? There was another sign, and I caught most of it. I couldn't remember the number, but somebody had had a sign that said that they had placed money on entry number, I think it was 36, to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> Uh, in the 06 episode, which you guys could check out, somebody said that they had put $200 on Triple H to win the Royal Rumble. So. Yeah. What so an idiot. This guy had number 36 as, as his horse to win the Royal Rumble. Total cost. <laughs> how many? How much time do we have left, Bill? What's we have two minutes. What? Okay. Oh, God. So, let's, so, so here's where we talk about Aspects of, at this point, we are, you know, a little more than halfway in. Mm -hmm. 
does it does it feel like it's it's dragging under the 40 40 man <laughs> it's the 41st entry special <sighs> guest star no i don't i hope they go away <laughs> Because I'm in the middle of recording. Oh, I guess they're not. This is how we're going to kill our two minutes. <laughs> Talk about Hornswoggle. <laughs> so, um... Uh, now, I, I, mean, was, I was trying to remember. I'm, gl- I'm, okay. I'm glad Hornswoggle got time in the Rumble and actually did stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, he actually was doing something in this one. Yeah, because like as opposed to just just being a quick comedy spot and then right. jumping on somebody. I love it. Out. I love it. It was a box for me, and even though they rang, everyone clearly heard that they rang twice. <laughs> I get there, and all they did was leave it on the step. <laughs> it could have been a really expensive thing. <sighs> I'm so upset. <laughs> uh. I'm almost as says I'm probably going to be when we talk about Royal Rumble 2016. I'm going to say, this could become a unboxing segment while we wait for the timer. No, no, we got to do an impression. How much time do we have? 30 seconds. All right, do an impression of John Cena. Hi, I'm John Cena. I was thinking about marrying Nikki Bella, but she wanted kids, but I don't want kids. Good for him. You know, I see the kids. I'm John Cena. You can't see me. That's the... Uh, 26 to 30 is where we're at now. Uh, 26, Kofi Kingston. 27, Jack Swagger. 28, King Sheamus. 29, Rey Mysterio. And 30, Wade Barrett. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Hornswoggle and Swagger. What a great John Cena impression, I must say. You sounded just like a robot, which I'm pretty convinced that John Cena is. So it works. It works, guys. Um, let's start the discussion with Bill. Okay, one thing, and I didn't write it in my notes, but I wanted to point it out. When Kingston comes out, um, when Kingston comes out, he comes in, Hornswoggle has this worried look on his face of like, oh my god, is he gonna fight John Cena? I'm not really sure, I mean, they're both cool guys. And, and like they shake hands and like for the next minute or so it's just chain wrestling so it's like nothing really happens mm-hmm. um but then when we get to Seamus coming out I wrote it's the battle for Ireland between Hornswoggle and Seamus I'm glad that you mentioned that because they say something like uh, that something like Seamus is mad at Hornswoggle for representing the Irish. Like yeah. Someone says something like that. Yeah. I don't see him write down who it was, though. And then I think Michael Cole said leprechauns aren't real. Yeah. Seamus smacking Hornswoggle I thought was pretty great, actually. Seamus killed a kid in that bed. Then I, have I a, mean, that boot. <laughs> then I have a note. Looking for signs. I guess I was bored. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you got? Well, well I, I need to know. Was Kofi, was he still doing the Jamaican character at this time, or was he just still using SOS? 
You're making me crazy, Kofi. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to be giving me the weed. You're going to be giving me the weed. <laughs> no, I need Crawford impression yet, Bill. <laughs> well, that was my book. No, but... So there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was a point where Triple H, like, called him out for not using the Jamaican oh, accent. All what a terrible <laughs> moment in pro wrestling um, history. I think he's but I don't know. I don't know this. when that was. Was that before or after this? It might have been before this. See, what's weird is he even after this, it's not like anything changed with him. It's just Triple H decided to make his character mean nothing. So it's, I think it's before this because I feel like it happened in like 2009. Because I remember Kofi was. I remember he was really gaining momentum. Like he was in a feud with Orton. At one point, and then it was like, you know, Jamaican. I'm like, oh, great, thanks for telling us, Hunter. (laughs) Fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The the, the thing with Kofi. I'm still mad about this delivery guy. The thing with Kofi and Orton, you know, like, for a long time, I remember, like, when he, you know, beat up Orton in Madison Square Garden, and it was, like, the biggest thing in the world at the time because i think they were going to really push him and then i think somewhere i don't know if randy got to somebody and he but they just stopped for a long yeah, time yeah. yeah um but then i recently saw a video from when uh new day was doing a time machine bit oh, gross okay. yeah so, so kofi comes out and he's like oh yeah man he'd be jamaican and then xavier pulls him and he's like we've, we haven't gone far enough yet and kofi screams wait i want to stay here 2009 was my best year that's for damn sure <laughs> it's pretty great the only other note i have is that the boom drop off of hornswoggle's back was the best spot of this segment hmm yeah no, that was pretty good mm-hmm it very well might have been um, Bill, what else do you have? Oh, what else did I have for this? Uh, oh, somebody made a dumb comment about how Kofi, he did a, I think it was a crossbody, and they were like, wow, he did it over Hornswoggle! And I'm like, <laughs> is he really, though? <laughs> like, I just, you know, it just, why? Why would you even make that comment? Maybe because he was like, "Oh, well, we having trouble fill. We're maybe they're also having trouble filling their intervals, like we are today for some reason." Now, yeah. now I noticed with this, or at least with the commentary, commentary's not bad. No, I agree. But every time Matt Stryker tries to do something or say something, and we're gonna get to that in the next bit as well. It's like Michael Cole just shuts him down. Mm. It's like, shut up, no one cares. Just, just doesn't yeah, give a chance. I, I, oh, I really, really hated heel Cole and not in the, oh, he's doing a good job at the heel in that this is the stupidest idea WWE ever had kind of way. Yeah. And. As bad as it is, I really think the best thing to happen to WWE commentary in the past five, six years was Jerry Lawler having a heart attack. I was thinking the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. It, it's a weird thing to say, but it's the truth. Yeah, it turned I mean, it turned Michael Cole back to a regular person. 
Right. So so this was the was this the beginning of bad guy Michael Cole? Like cause, again, because we haven't done 2010 yet, so I don't I remember. I think we're a little bit into it actually. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, we might be six months into it at this point. Yeah, because like even later on, because because I think he gets excited about seeing the maze later, and mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, so this is where we're at now, and we know by for sure he's a hundred percent bad guy commentator for 2011 because we've done mm-hmm. uh, 2012. Sorry, because we've done that one. Yeah. Um. I Bell, how much time do we have left? We have 47 seconds. Can I just say also that I believe, Bill, this has been the most times that I've had to say those words. Because usually it's a transitional thing, and this one, for some reason, we uh, are not having an easy time with. No, we're not. Now, to be fair, there are 40, there's more intervals here than there would be a regular Royal Rumble match, but still, I don't remember me saying it almost every segment, hey, Bill, how much time is there left? We, we did not well, have this problem when we were doing the greatest rumble. No, you're yeah. right. It's a problem that the segments themselves don't have a lot of stuff happening. Right. And there's not any just, signs know. that, well, I mean, yeah. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 31 to 35, so we're going into quote-unquote uncharted territory right now. 31, Dolph Ziggler. 32, Diesel. 33, Drew McIntyre. 34, Alex Riley. 35, Big Show. And I have during this segment eliminated Diesel and Ziggler. And uh, Jeremy, we'll start this this segment with you. Uh, Well, one of the notes I have is when Drew McIntyre came out, I just thought to myself, he has all the tools. (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah i was surprisingly excited to see diesel even though i know how terrible uh kevin nash is in these spots Mm -hmm. uh, i I had a nostalgia pop for him right um my first note is nash dye that hair Because he definitely did, was not a, a, especially around this time, I believe he had more gray hair. So oh, yeah. they definitely yeah. had him. All right, pal, dye that hair. Um, so Ziggler's a championship loser because the same thing applies to 2012 where he lost and then he's in the rumble because he lost because I guess that's a thing. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, which wasn't a thing in, I believe, our 90s episodes. Mm-mm. Like, where someone's actually in a championship match itself. Now, there have been, you know, going back to a previous episode, 94, um, you know, both Hart brothers were in, but neither of them were in the championship match. Right. So, see, I can't, yeah. I can't remember if... The 90s was the time where they would do the Rumble match and then immediately after the main event would be the championship match or or what. It, it switches. If that's the, if yeah, that's the order, if, say, if that's the order of events, then they're not going to put the challenger or the champion into the Royal Rumble match. Mm. Although I do believe at one point a champion, and I'm not talking about 2016, but there is a ch- another time where a champion is entered into the Royal Rumble. 
I just don't remember what year it is. I want to say it was like 2008 or 2007, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, what do you have? Um, I wrote, we have the ghost of Diesel. Oh, wait, that is Diesel. <laughs> um, and then this part, and I wonder if you guys caught this. When Miz's music plays, Jerry Lawler reacts. And I think he thinks Miz has entered himself in this match. I thought Miz was in the match because I didn't know he was champion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought Miz was in it too because I watched the Royal Rumble before I, or this Royal Rumble I watched before I actually watched the rest of the event. Right. <laughs> and, and of course we, of course we go back to the earlier discussion about no managers, and yet here comes Miz with Alex Riley. Mm. I, point. That's a great point. God, that that is such the most inconsistent rule. I wish I could get a hundred dollars for every time they change that rule since we started the show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So everyone stops for Diesel. Mm-hmm. We get let's go Diesel chance. That was shocking. And then the weird, yeah. this is the weird thing to me. So after Diesel's eliminated. He goes to the, he's heading to the back, and the Big Show comes out, and there's a Big Show Diesel confrontation. Like, something's going to happen with this at some point, and nothing ever does. So I can only assume that the Giant is still mad at Kevin Nash for not <laughs> making Starcade 1997. <laughs> or, or when Nash powerbombed him and almost broke his neck. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's who. Okay. Now, this, now this actually actually I'm glad you brought this part up because this is where Michael Cole is at his absolute worst because Matt Stryker brings up the point because they're in Boston for this event and this is where the Boston Bruins play hockey they had a player I don't know if he's still on the team or not his name is Zidano Charo and Stryker's trying to point out well, this is where the tallest hockey player in the in the league plays. He's six foot nine or something, and and Cole's like, nobody wants to hear that. Shut up, Stryker. <laughs> you know what? I'm all for shutting down sports references. To be honest with you, because then if they get too if they get too far into it, they become fucking JBL, and I don't need that. Well, <laughs> I think he was only going to bring up that one point. Nope. Nope. You got to stop it when it's in its early stages, Bill. Um, let's see real quick. Dana Chara currently still plays with the Boston Bruins. And he's six foot nine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's maybe like my seventh sports personality that I know. Well, that's your one. That's your one for this episode. Well, no. When I do my next time, I do a JBL impersonation. Uh, he'll be mentioned. No, I, I meant for this episode. Oh, oh, for, okay. He doesn't mention yeah. any other ones. Okay. Jeremy, what else do you have? Um, no, not a whole lot. All right. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I put down that me. I thought Mies is a decent announcer. Yeah, I he's, he was okay. he's all right. Right? Yeah. I'm. Do you, do you remember, either one of you, when WWE had main event and when they started it and they were trying to make it a big deal? Right. Which, which, hold on. Which which version? 
the weekly show version. Uh, what year, though? <laughs> uh, 2011-ish? Okay. Yeah, 2011. Okay then. okay, then I never watched that one. <laughs> okay. Miz, Miz was like, like a color guy. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you were talking like 1988 or something, then maybe. Yes, eight-year-old Miz was on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, Miz was the color guy for like the first three or four episodes of Main Event. Mm-hmm. That show. And yeah, I mean, he wasn't the worst. I mean, he's certainly better than some of the people that are on commentary today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, Bill, what did you think that they were doing anything with Big Show and Diesel? Maybe. Okay. I I think maybe, only because that WrestleMania was in Atlanta, and they could have like finished off a WCW rivalry for good. <laughs> it was. We'll, we'll never know. Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't do anything. And now we are at the last group of five. 36, Ezekiel Jackson. 37, Santino Morella. 38, Alberto Del Rio. 39, Randy Orton. And number 40, Kane. And going into the final four segment, I have during this segment eliminated McIntyre, Big Show, Kingston, Sheamus, Jackson, Kane, and Mysterio. I will start the discussion. Um... I have down here that Santino slides under the bottom rope. I also have, there's no way Alberto's time was 90 seconds. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like the loser. I don't like, I'm starting to not like that the losers of title matches can be in the Royal Rumble. Because, again, this is not the first time we've seen this. And I don't know. I think I'm starting to really sour on that idea. I loved the Cena versus Orton showdown because the crowd is silent. No one wants that. <laughs> well, uh, by that time, how many times have they done that match? Exactly. I remember the the first the one time I the the earliest time that I can remember being excited about that match was at SummerSlam 2007 because me and yes. my friends went, and I was like, "Oh, good, this is this is a great match." And then by this time, I'm like, "Oh, god, stop." Hmm. Uh, Ezekiel, um, what? Ezekiel eliminates Big Show. Yeah. Um, but why do I have, he'll also, uh, I don't know what, I don't understand that note that I wrote there. I'm confused. But here's what I will say about Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, I guess that guy lost some money. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, 36. Okay. (laughs) Bill, what do you have? I'm going to say, Ezekiel Jackson was another person that my girlfriend asked me about. And I was just like, I, I didn't, I don't know. He's from Guyana. I know that much. And with a name like Ezekiel Jackson, he's either going to be black or a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I also like that you verified with that comment that your girlfriend was indeed an Iron Woman and watched to the end. Yeah. And now she's asking about Ezekiel Jackson. Now I want to know if he is Mormon. That would just be hilarious. That would be like the greatest thing. Bill, why don't you give him a call? <laughs> uh, uh, anyone got money for me to call Guyana? 
Nah. <laughs> not, not that guy that put his money on number 36. No. Um, okay, at one point, Michael Cole references how he got information from WWE statisticians. And I wrote, WWE has statisticians? Yeah, we're, we're trying to verify some of those during this podcast. Right. So we'll see how good their stats... I can't say it. Their it's stats a- guy. Yeah, we'll go stats <laughs> Okay, now, something that I... I <sighs> I, I think I forgot to bring up in the last segment, but sure. we can bring it up now. Yeah, any, Jeremy, if you had missed anything that you want to bring up during any other segments, feel free to do so during this one as well. Oh, yes. Alex Riley, he gets eliminated, like, early. Like, I'm looking at the time. He wasn't even in there for three minutes. I remember hearing somewhere that that elimination was an accidental elimination. Because Riley was supposed to stay in there until close to the very end. Oh, wow. So that was an accidental early elimination. Yeah, I didn't even notice he got eliminated because I know that he and Miz were... I I don't know if that's part of our next segment, but he and Miz get involved in the elimination of Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I have anything else... Bill, what about you? Uh, no, let's get to the final four. All right, let's do it. So it comes down to Cena versus Barrett versus Del Rio versus Orton. They try Cena versus Orton showdown again. No one cares. <laughs> Stop doing my note. Stop doing Cena versus Orton. No one gives a fuck. Right. Mitz, all right, then I hear you. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's when, that pretty close to when, uh, Miz and Riley get involved, and they were on Cena, not Orton. That's mm-hmm. right. You got set up for something in twenty-seven. Well, right, because I have here Miz eliminates Cena? Question mark. Problems changing rules again. But actually, it's not the first time we've seen someone that's not even in the Royal Rumble eliminated. If anything, yeah. our issue, as we've documented with this situation, is that the elimination should not count towards the Miz because he's not in the match. So right. our numbers, that's that's something we're checking as this podcast goes on, um, specifically to see if Kane actually is getting as many as they claim he's getting. Mm-hmm. Now, I wrote, like, because Miz runs to the back, and I'm like, he just left his title at ringside. He just left it. Someone could have gone and taken the belt. It's true. Wait, way to be a champion, Miz. I would have taken it. Oh, yeah. If I'd been eliminated, I'd have been like, <laughs> hey, I got this. Was it possession is nine-tenths nine of the tenths law? law? yep. Yeah. All right, so then we get Orton versus Del Rio versus Barrett. Orton eliminates Barrett. And then we have Del Rio versus Orton. Del Rio eliminates Orton. Del Rio oh, wins, that... but... Well, hold on, that whole... That whole, hold on, hold yes. on, before we get to that part, okay. before we get to the surprise finish, <laughs> that whole, those three eliminations take way longer than they need to. Mm-hmm. That, this segment dragged on. The final four felt like the last two segments combined how long <laughs> it took. Like why, why did they feel the need to like slow down at this point? 
you know, everybody's tired. It's been, uh, I don't know, 40. Yeah, it's been over an hour. Just end it finally, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like you said, but Santino wasn't eliminated. Del Rio then eliminates Santino Morella. Del Rio wins. And now I ask the pivotal question to both of you. Was the reason for a 40-man Royal Rumble solely to get Alberto Del Rio over? Because I think it was, because WWE has always had a hard-on for this guy for no good reason. And well, so was Impact, so was Impact too, actually, but whatever. We saw what happened yeah. there. I was say, what was his position before the, this pay-per-view? Like, how did he come up? Where did he come from? I don't know anything about the origins of Del Rio other than he did a little MMA in Japan for a little bit. Well, Bill, can you answer that? Because you might know more than me. Well, um, he began in Mexico. Um, his dad is a wrestler. Yeah, Dos Cotta. Yeah. yeah, and his uncle is Mil Mascaris. Right. So then he comes up to WWE. They do the, the rich Mexican aristocrat gimmick. And but he's, when? Oh, like the summer of 2010? Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah. So, so they put like him, six months. Yeah. So they put him in a feud with Rey Mysterio right away. Uh-huh. So and then we get to the Rumble, and he wins, and he gets this opportunity to go to WrestleMania. So they're pushing him basically right from the get go. Right. Mm-hmm. Which again, I'll reiterate my question, and you can both feel free to answer as. You will. Was this 40-man Royal Rumble made to get Del Rio over? Because it never think, comes back. I don't, think that was, honestly, I don't think that was the specific purpose. I think Vince McMahon was just didn't like the Royal Rumble and was like, we need to do something different and new. And this was what they came up with. And that Del Rio was just the guy who was in the spot that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Bill, what about you? Where do you chime in on this? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I, I like uh, Jeremy's answer uh, because, you know, like we've said in the beginning, you know, every once in a while they try to freshen up the match and 40 is a way to freshen up the match. But at the same time, I could really see the point of them pushing Del Rio to win it because – you know, if you had it at 30, it would just be, oh, Del Rio's just another winner of the Royal Rumble. Whereas here, he could say he won the biggest Royal Rumble, you know, for that time. Mm-hmm. So I could see it both ways. Yeah. All right. And let's get to the aftermath. Oh, hold on. Well, hold oh, on. Okay. I got one note. Sure. Jerry Lawler makes a comment after oh, Del Rio wins. And Ricardo is announcing him, and Jerry Lawler is like, can I please press one for English? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would not go well today. Jerry Lawler. Which is is weird. Which is weird because it's... This it's this isn't one of those ones that's like, well, it was the 90s. Well, it's the early 2000s. This wasn't that long ago. Mm Mm-mm. We're still within 10 years. Ah, sneaks that in. Yeah. 
Lawler, Lawler's always been a terrible human. So. <laughs> no. I guess I will not be inviting Jeremy back for the Jerry Lawler appreciation show. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, Bill, let's break down the aftermath. And then one of my notes is going to make sense that I couldn't figure out earlier. Okay. So... Actually, real quick, just a, I just saw this note real quick. Sure, go ahead. This match was the longest Royal Rumble match of all time, let being longer than the 2002 Rumble by 27 seconds. Was it lo- not longer than the greatest Royal Rumble, though, right? No, it wasn't, surprisingly. Um, the longest rumble ever is this year's women's Royal Rumble. Oh match. God, of course it is. Like that doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like if both of them come for it. All right, look, I don't, can't. I can't discuss the 2019 Royal Rumble yet. That's going right, to come one can. day. Okay. Yeah, that will happen. Okay, so what happens? The next night on Raw, Del Rio makes his decision. He does not wait. He makes his decision. He challenges Edge for the World Heavyweight Title. So Del Rio, for the most part, he's set. He, he's good. It's more of Edge that has a little bit of a story here. Edge gets stripped of the world heavyweight title by Vicky Guerrero. Okay. Why? Oh, God. Uh, she felt like it? He did something in a match against Ziggler that was quote-unquote against the rules and because of that she stripped him of the title and fired him from smackdown okay so i missed the whole vicky guerrero edge love story thing that they did right was this was this also part of uh like oh you you spurned my love so i will take your title thing was that also uh, to a degree so after okay so after he gets stripped of the title she puts the title on Dolph Ziggler um then as Dolph is about to become the champion Teddy Long comes back this is where it gets a little weird okay Teddy Long comes back and says that Vicky's decision is basically not gonna work it doesn't count so edge comes back they have a match edge wins back the world title and then after he survives the elimination chamber he goes to wrestlemania to face del rio for the world heavyweight title okay and now the sixty-four thousand dollar question yes does this match main event wrestlemania no where is it bell it is the opening match. Yes, and that's why my notes say main event WrestleMania so much. <laughs> to point out that it doesn't. You've been lying to. And it's Edge's last match. Yeah, we, which we didn't know at the time. Right. I don't know, that seems, seems justified to me. Yeah, but it is Edge's last match, and Del Rio loses. 
so he doesn't win the bell, which whatever. Look, the important thing is that WWE lied again where they say it's the main event, the winner gets a main event title shot. Cause, and this is not the... Uh, I don't, this isn't the only time that the winner of the Royal Rumble is the opening match. Mm-hmm. In fact, it happens next year. Yep. 2012. You can listen back in the archives. Um, oh, wait, what? Was that Seamus Bryan? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, really, the Royal Rumble... I don't know, whatever. Okay. Overall, what did we think of this Royal Rumble? Jeremy, let's start with you, and then we'll give our final plugs and we're out. It was okay. It dragged in the middle and towards the end. But it was, I mean, I put it probably like the bottom half of the middle if I was ranking them. Mm-hmm. Bill, what about you? Um, I thought it was strong at points. Um, the Nexus dominating early I thought was really good. Uh, com- like I said, commentary was all right. It wasn't bad. You know, it was it was, you know, good for the most part. I'm glad to an extent that they didn't go to 40 again after that, because I think the 40 would have gone in really stale. Um, I would I would agree with Jeremy. It's not the best. It, it's, it's a good rumble, but I would have it in the middle of my list. It's not top 10, but it's close to like the top half of the middle for me okay um i kind of agree with you bill like it's in the middle there's some there's some moments uh that are good then some moments where nothing happens or that it's not good uh definitely is not my least favorite that still goes for to 2012 for me at least Mm -hmm. um but also i definitely wouldn't put this on my upper tier either so that's right. kind of where I stand on that. Um, okay, let's get some final plugs and get out of here. Jeremy, uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Uh, no, if you're, unless you're in the Denver area, you can come see a play I'm working on at Vintage Theater called The Boys in the Band. Starts April 19th. Okay. Um, as far as I go, I'm uh, at That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I want to remind everyone again of uh, May 25th of where the open call will be open. I don't know if there's going to, this is a 50 episode uh, podcast. So I can't really say if there will be another open call in the future. There may or there may not be. This might be your one chance to talk about the Royal Rumble match. Um, And then, like I said, next episode Royal Rumble 2001. Really excited about going a decade before this and checking out really the last uh, Royal Rumble of the Attitude Era. Now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. So, and then after that, I get to be angry and we do 2016. <laughs> and then what the future holds from there, who knows? But we hope that you'll continue on the ride with us. All right, Bill, head us out of here. All right. If you guys have any questions or comments about this Royal Rumble or any of the other Royal Rumbles we've discussed in the past, send an email, eliminated3088 at gmail.com. That is eliminated3088 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. 
And don't forget to check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show, which pops up each and every Friday where we talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Next time around, we will discuss the 2001 Royal Rumble match. And until then, the 2011 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.